Hello, and welcome to my story, Abundant Life Right Now. My name is Jana, and I want to thank all of you who have tuned in today. We pray that you'll continue to join us and invite others to join us for a new episode every week. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire, inform, and uplift all those who choose to tune in. If you haven't already, hit the follow button so that you'll be notified of each week's new broadcast. If you have a share button, please share this with others so that they can listen as well. If you're listening on Anchor, I want to encourage you to leave an audio comment for me by clicking on the plus message icon on the homepage of our podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. Your messages are very encouraging. Usually each podcast episode is based on one word and each episode includes various and separate segments that spring from my personal experience with life after my diagnosis. And we hope that anyone facing any type of challenge will hear something during this podcast that will inform and inspire them. This this week's focus is the word love. And I believe we've talked about that before, but there's so much to talk about and discuss as far as the concept of love is concerned. Our format consists of one segment this week, that being words of inspiration. And now words of inspiration. As I use quite a bit of scripture in these podcast episodes, I wanted to note that unless I identify and credit a different translation, all scripture quoted or referenced are from the King James Version of the Bible. Words of inspiration. Romans 2.11 reads, For there is no respect of persons with God. The Amplified Bible says it this way. For God shows no partiality, no arbitrary favoritism. With him, one person is not more important than another. God wants everyone to be saved. So what are we saying? We're saying that in God, there is no prejudice, no partiality no favoritism, no disenfranchisement, no imbalance of justice because God is a loving, good God, a fair God, and a just God. His love does not see any bounds. It doesn't see color or station in life. It doesn't, accommod- it doesn't accommodate elitism or classism of any kind, nor does his love tolerate hatred, apathy, unforgiveness, neglect, or abuse. He does not favor one situation or circumstance or choice as more important than another. In other words, he loves everyone the same, no matter what. And he expects us to do the same. In fact, in Zechariah 7.10, it says, And oppress not the widow, nor the fatherless, the stranger, nor the poor, and let none of you Imagine evil against his brother in your heart. God leaves no place for special treatment of anyone for any reason. We all have a special place in his heart, but that special place is the same because he died for all of us. God doesn't say, oh, well, he was going in the clubs last night, so his need to be forgiven is less important than the healing or the touch of a young man who fell off his bike 
because that was an accident and the men who went to the club made a choice to do that. No. When God sees a repentant heart, he instantly reaches out his hand because he knows he will always have whatever it is that we need. His desire, his great pleasure is to be whatever we need. When someone is operating out of respect for God and is trying to do right, God will welcome him, forgive him, and he'll do it with love and mercy. Acts 10.34 says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him, talking about God, and worketh righteousness, is accepted with him. GodQuestions.com notes that justice and righteousness, which always work hand in hand, are the foundation of God's throne. And they base this on Psalms 89.14, which in the Amplified Bible reads, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving kindness and truth go before you. So, it's God's nature to be fair, to be just. That's who he is. Over and over in the Bible, we see Jesus demonstrate how we are to care and look out for others without hesitation or reservation. We're to seek out those in natural and spiritual need and minister to or help them. One specific example of God's love and impartiality is in John chapter 4, verses 1 through 31. In these verses, we see Jesus not only go to a woman in need of the living water, his Holy Spirit, but he went out of his way to ensure that their paths would meet. He left Judea on his way to Galilee when he said, I must needs go to Samaria because there was a woman who needed deliverance and salvation there. Once Jesus arrived at a town of Samaria called Sychar, the appointment God had set for him to meet the person who needed his help was set in motion. Weary from his journey, he sat at Jacob's well, situated on the property that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Earlier than the time that most women gathered at the well to fellowship and draw water, a Samaritan woman came to draw water. She came early because she was a woman who was not respected, because she had been married several times and known to be with men who didn't belong to her. She was ostracized in her community and came to the well to draw water when she thought no one would be there to whisper and talk about her. Upon the odd times that she did encounter others, she was ignored, disregarded. Most wouldn't even acknowledge her presence because as far as they were concerned, she lived a life of wantonness and shame. But Jesus, who went out of his way to meet her at this well, sat waiting for his appointment, as this meeting was part of God's plan. Part of God's plan to offer her the opportunity to be lifted out of the situation she had fallen into. This story teaches us several things about how God works. First of all, the disciples had gone to the city to get some food, so the scene had been set for this encounter. She didn't have to be embarrassed or uncomfortable 
with the other men there, and Jesus' presence or words alone didn't seem to disturb her. As a matter of fact, she listened to him and felt free enough to ask questions, as she didn't understand why he would bother, even bother, to talk to her, let alone ask her for a drink of water. But again, Jesus was setting the stage for what would be the most important event of her life. His plan for her included her coming to him in humility and service as a result of his request for water. His plan for her also included her confessing and freeing herself from the sin that had entangled her, blocking her deliverance and progress. His plan for her included salvation and freedom. And his plan included giving her a testimony that she could share so that others could experience the transforming living water of Jesus Christ as well. The extraordinary part of this woman's story is that had Jesus followed the conventions of the day, which was not to associate with Samaritans or with women who were considered uh, of ill repute, this display of love and liberty would never have happened. Jesus delivered a message of salvation to this woman and she walked away a free woman because Jesus let love do its perfect work. He wasn't swayed by public opinion or cultural norms. He didn't pay attention to societal demands or the popular vote. He approached a broken woman with no respect of person. He was honest and direct in his approach, calling her out on her five previous husbands and her current dalliance. But the truth of her reality had to be confronted before it could be broken off of her life. After Jesus explained the living water and how it could be hers, how it could wash her and fill her and satisfy her where she'd never thirst again. After he explained that a temple would not be necessary to worship the Messiah because he would be a spirit and all, everyone, would be able to worship him in spirit and in truth, she asked for that living water. And once received, the sin and shame fell off of her and freed her to such a point that she was able to go into the city around the people she had worked so hard for so long to avoid up to this point and to tell whoever would listen about the man who told her about herself. Her testimony made others want to find Jesus and find out more about him and this experience that she had had. But none of this would have happened if Jesus had approached her with the spirit of self-righteousness and judgment. And the ironic part of this is that Jesus could have done that because he was God in the flesh. But he didn't. He didn't. Her deliverance and salvation was more important than his being right or being able to show her up as someone who was marred. He didn't let her past or present situation get in the way of his mission, his divine appointment to offer her the living water, eternal life, freedom from her past, and a future of freedom and happiness. Happiness in him. He approached and covered her with his love. 1 Peter 4, 8 says, And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, 
for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. In the Amplified Bible, the same scripture reads, Above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others. This means we overlook differences of cultures, race, opinions, and pasts. Because our goal becomes, as our example from Jesus, to love everyone the same, thereby drawing them to drink of the living water. This is the way we show that we are Christ's disciples, that we show love, genuine love, no preferences, no partiality, no cliques, no shunning, no mistreatment, just love. And as Romans twelve ten says, being kindly affection one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Remembering that according to Romans thirteen ten, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Let us love one another without fail. And then watch the love of God draw others to Christ. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you will join us again. Tell your friends about this podcast and share these episodes with them so that they can become a part of the Abundant Life Right Now family. Don't forget, I'd love to hear from you. So press the plus message button to leave your audio comment and feedback. There will not be an episode of this podcast next week. So until we're together again on the weekend of August the 28th, I pray that God continually bless you to live abundant life right now.